0: I went to the worst funeral ever. Someone actually tried to climb into the casket. So I, female 25, have a friend, male 24, who I've known since high school. We are extremely close and he has been a little brother for me as long as I can remember. We both got bullied in high school and mainly hung out with each other. We tell each other everything. I know his family. He knows mine. All that good stuff well his mom unfortunately had a heart attack about two weeks ago she was taken to the hospital where they were trying to save her along with a few other people my brother called me in a panic to come and be with her and pray he was understandably a mess from the very start crying uncontrollably and frantically asking doctors to try this and that unfortunately she ended up passing away little brother was devastated anyone would be but trust me when i say that this dude could not take it The second she flatlined, he was lying there on the ground screaming and crying. People immediately started trying to calm him down, but it was only getting worse and he absolutely refused to believe she was gone. He was so distressed that he literally had to be sedated and had to stay in the hospital for a day or two. The next few days he cried a lot, vented a lot, all the usual grief stuff. Me and many other people were there for them. He ended up getting hospitalized again because his chest hurt so much from being so sad. Fast forward to today, the day of the funeral. Oh my god, it was a disaster. It was an open casket, so just like most open caskets, people stood by to look at her and pay their respects before sitting down. My very heartbroken little brother did a lot more than just that. For a solid 10 minutes, he was on his knees sobbing about how she was so beautiful, she loved him so much, etc. I felt bad for him, as did everyone else, but more and more people showed up and he was holding up everyone who wanted to pay their respects. I walked over to him and said, hey, it's alright, let's go sit down so we can let everyone else see her, okay? He stood up and told his mom that he loved her, and gave her a kiss on the cheek. He started crying all over again, though, and we were right back to where we started. I had to hold him upright while we walked to our seats otherwise. He would have went straight back. We get to our seats and he's obviously still a mess. He's hyperventilating yelling about how she's gone and will never come back. People were staring and if I'm being honest, it was a little embarrassing. I just told him to take deep breaths and it'll be all right. I am not good whatsoever with comforting people in person, but trust, I was trying my best here. We just sat and held hands until the service started. Finally, the funeral starts. Things aren't getting any better. We were about three seconds in when the priest said something like, she was taken from us far too soon. Without any hesitation, little bro screams to him, true, that's true, way too soon. Everyone looks at each other like this is going to be a hell of a ride. And yup, they were right. Priest says that she seemed like a lovely woman, to which yet again brother screams, yes she was. There's people literally giggling at this point. It wasn't funny. I think it just felt really awkward. Even the priest looks done. He told everyone, let's refrain from shouting out during the funeral, please. Let's all have some respect, which luckily stopped him from the rest of the speech. The priest part was over and it was time for whoever wanted to give a speech to do so. As you can expect, little brother was first. It took him two minutes to compose himself enough to talk. Once again, people were looking at each other, wondering if he was ever going to get up there. He finally did and did surprisingly decent. Just talked about how she was a good person and how he loved her. During their speech, someone was on their phone and he paused to yell at them for being inconsiderate. But overall, it was fine until the end. He wanted to look at his mom one more time, which was fine, until he thought it was a good idea to try and hug her in the casket. Obviously, that's something you're not supposed to do. Of course, I was the one who had to go back and get him. We sat back down and he started crying again, but it was whatever at this point. A few other people went up to give speeches. Brother was not respectful at all. Got openly mad at someone whose speech wasn't long enough for his standards. People who told stories were constantly interrupted with, oh my God, I remember that, or yeah, I was there. It was so embarrassing at that point. At 24, he should know better and know that that's disrespectful. The time came for the actual burial, which didn't start off much better. He was yelling about how he wasn't going to let them bury her and he wanted to see her forever. Even other people were telling him that he was making a scene and that he was embarrassing himself, which went as well as you could expect. He got into a heated arguments with several people, cussing them out and saying that he didn't love them. A bunch of embarrassing childish stuff. I told him to let them bury the casket. He started yelling at me. Eventually, some family members were able to get him to calm down and they started getting ready to bury her. And what happened next is something I just couldn't believe. He announced that he wanted to look at his mom one more time. He was ignored at first, but eventually yelled enough that they opened the casket for him. And oh my god, he lost his mind. Started sobbing uncontrollably. Then what I'm about to say 100% happened. He tried to climb into her casket. Everyone had to pull him off and he was taken home after that. I left too because honestly the whole thing was a poop show from the start, and I couldn't watch it anymore. It's been a few hours since the whole thing and I still can't believe what happened. If I had known it was going to be like that, I wouldn't have even gone. This is the craziest I've ever seen my bro, and trust me, he's a character. I really, really hope he gets some sort of therapy to handle this grief. As crazy as this was, he's very obviously distraught and not in his right mind. But needless to say, this was one hell of a funeral. Don't think anyone's gonna forget about it for a while. Sorry bro, but let me know, what would you have done in this situation? Bro, this whole story sounds like something out of a movie. I've only ever dealt with one major death in my life, Excluding pets, of course, and it was the death of my grandfather. He passed away while we were all surrounding his hospital bed That too kind of felt like it was from a movie because we were all laughing and telling happy stories about him And then he just passed. I've always tried to be the strong person in the family I didn't cry the day he died at least not around the family Everyone else was losing it. So I felt like I needed to be the strong one It wasn't until the moment that they closed the casket that my eyes exploded with tears because that was officially the last time I was ever going to see my grandfather. Death sucks but sadly it's a part of life. Only thing we can do is enjoy it while we got it and make sure that we don't jump into caskets of our loved ones when they die. Last night my father was a jerk and I don't know if I can look at him the same again. I am writing this while I'm very emotionally charged. What's coming out here is backed by anger, sadness, fear, and worry. Last night, we went to the Country Fair Demolition Derby, which was fun and all. My parents, as usual, were drinking. I've never really liked it when they do, but last night solidified my feelings of disgust and hate for it. As a 16-year-old with a license, I was driving home. Of course, with nearly 1,000 people all trying to leave at the same time, there was traffic. There was this Cadillac driven by some middle-aged woman whose stick is so far up her butt that it gave her brain damage when there's those intersections in the parking lot where the lines form to join the main line there's the unspoken rule of one for one well she thought that that didn't apply to her and went anyways my dad in the back seat told me to be more aggressive and try and tell her to get behind me and follow the rules i did my best but the stick up her butt seemed to be giving her a heightened sense of importance and she went ahead of me she's a butthead but it's fine with me She also did the same thing to everyone else. And personally, I think the truck that ended up behind her had its brights on, on purpose, so it could give her the proper punishment. My dad, though, not so much. He had every intention of getting out and starting a fight with her. Now, I will say, this isn't the father that raised me. That's the man who had too many drinks. I could see that he was getting pissed, so I locked the car doors and stopped him from hurting someone or getting himself arrested. For context on the next part, I'm a semi-quiet person. If I don't have something to say, I usually won't say anything. Some people say that I am too quiet and I need to speak up, which I disagree with. I speak up when I need to and when I have something to say. Five minutes prior to the events above, my dad was telling me that exact thing, that I need to speak up. I'm kind of tired of hearing that crap from him. I told him that whenever I do speak my mind, people, including my parents, get mad at me. He told me to man up and to deal with it and not give a crap and just do it. Now, I took his advice very seriously, and while he was raising his voice at me to keep pushing towards the butt-head driver and to let him out, I snapped a little. I told him that he told me to speak my mind and that he needs to stop because it's not worth it. I, when angered, tend to point at people. He gets mad and pushes it back towards me. I'm fine. He didn't hit me or anything. He just shoved my arm away. I think he did exercise some restraint, and it didn't hurt. I felt more pain from kicking my desk with my toe. But this stuff is not okay. He's pissed off at me for that and I've decided not to unlock the doors and just ignore his wastedness the rest of the way home My mom is in the back seat trying to talk him down from his angry state Me and my sister just glance at each other communicating through magic sibling eye glances For about 15 minutes he's telling me that I need to stop letting people walk all over me Be more assertive and I'm proud of myself here because I have a temper and I refuse to even look back at him The rest of the way home silence no one speaks to anyone So when we get home, he tells us to go to the kitchen because we need to have a talk as a family. Myself, my sister, and my mom are very much done with this stuff at this point and decide collectively that it's in our best interest to continue putting up with his BS. For about 20 minutes, he lectures on and on about how me and my sister never do anything around the house and that he works hard. I give my dad credit here. He does work very hard. He works 10-hour days, five days a week. He makes good money and provides us with a lot more than he has to. I love him and respect him. I am very grateful for him for this reason. And my mom is the exact same. She works hard and long days. But the part about me and my sister not doing stuff around the house is just total BS which I don't have a tolerance for. If we're asked to do something, we do it. If they want the dishes done, dishes are done. If they want the trash taken out, it's taken out. I mow the lawn every week to my father's liking, even when it's a 90 minute long pain in the butt and he wants it done on that stupid day. I schedule my stuff around most of the time. I run my sister around so they don't have to. Me and my sister both have done the dishes plenty of times when we weren't asked to, which I know we should do, but my dad acts like we don't. My mom does have our back here. She says every time she's asked us to do something, we've done it. So for about 20 minutes, he goes on about how we never do anything, and he, and to some extent my mom, are both worked to death. He complains about how we are lazy and we sleep in all the time. Isn't that the point of summer vacation? He tells us that we all need to listen to what he says and do what he says because he's in charge. Cough, cough, butthead behavior. My parents fight a little bit about it, my mom being a total boss and not letting him walk all over us and being a jerk. So it goes by and my mom convinces him to go to bed. I was raised in a completely healthy way that will 100% not cause an issue later to be tough and not show feelings, like a lot of men in America. I don't cry in public, and even in private at my worst points, it's a fight to do it. Even though I know I will feel better. My sister and my mom are very tough women too. They endure a lot, but I rarely see them cry. When he finally leaves the kitchen and goes to pass out in his bedroom, the three of us are in a group hug crying for about five minutes. I ask the girls if they want to go somewhere because honestly, I don't want to be around my dad and I don't want them to either. Another thing I need to disclaim here, my dad has never and will never lay a hand on anyone in the house. He has never hit, beat, or even threatened to do so with any of us. Really, the extent of this stuff is like shoving my arm back. That's only ever happened that one time. My mom and my sister decide to stay. They know he's fine and probably already asleep. We have my sister grab what she needs and locks herself in her room. My mom sleeps in the guest room that night with the door locked. We all know we were going to be fine, but I think we all were scared. I had plans that night to be with friends, so I grabbed my stuff and went. I didn't really want to be home. Everything and everyone is fine. I got back early in the morning and my dad was fine. He was back to the loving, caring father I know and love. Simply put, he got wasted and made a lot of poor choices. But that's where the post title comes in. After seeing him last night, it's really hard for me to look at him the same after what he did. His actions and words were not okay, and several times he acted in ways that he told me to never act. I want to respect him and look up to him. He was hurtful and borderline verbally abusive. Honestly, no one is saying it, but me, my sister, and my mom are all a little unsure of where their marriage is. If I had it my way, I would have gone and stayed somewhere else for a few days while I reflected on everything that happened and what I needed. But being 16, I have no right to do so. Which, fairly pointed out by my wasted, angry father, I kindly have to listen to him until I'm 18. But also, hotel rooms are expensive, and I don't want to drag the rest of the family or friends into this. I'm writing this about 15 hours later. I don't really know how to process everything that happened. For those who care enough, I do feel safe. I don't think my dad is a violent type. He is truly a good person who works hard and will give everything to his family. Last night might have just been a bit of a hiccup. He got wasted and I know work has been a little stressful for him lately. I don't forgive him for last night. It was unacceptable. And I'm now considering purposely trying to avoid alcohol because I don't want my future family to be put in this situation. I have a girlfriend and we are super tight and I am now scared to disagree with her. I'm quite a bit bigger and I have a temper and I don't ever want to accidentally put her in a place like that. I really want to pretend like nothing happened, like we are all right now, and go on with my life and treat my father like I have been, but it's hard to look at him the same. But let me know, am I the jerk for thinking this way? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. As someone who doesn't drink themselves, I think staying away from drinking might be a good thing for the OP. I actually think that it might be a good thing for a lot of people. But even though I personally don't drink, I don't think that we should judge people off one wasted night, but then again, depends on what happens in that wasted night. In this situation, the OP is young and I hope that they realize in time that one moment isn't something that you should judge your father off of. Especially if he's a good father 99% of the time. I do think that she should speak to her father about her feelings and what happened. My dad used to drink a lot when I was really young and I hated it. He used to have a temper but he was never violent. Nowadays, he's just a happy drunk to the point that it's hard to believe that he used to be an angry one when I was young. Moral of the story is people can change. You shouldn't base your whole view of them off one bad experience. But to be fair, if that one experience is really bad, then it's okay to be a little judgy. Today a customer got annoyed, abandoned their shopping cart on the belt, and just walked out. I really felt for the guy. So this happened earlier today. I was on a till serving, as were a couple of others. It was busy, so there were a few of us on tills. As the number of people started to dwindle, The till in front of me had closed down and was serving the last few customers who had already had shopping on their belt. I had been serving for a good few minutes afterwards and started closing down too when I noticed the number of people on the till in front of me hadn't changed. There were two people left, A guy who had a few bits and an elderly woman who was in front of him. The elderly woman was trying to use a coupon that, for whatever reason, was simply not working, but was adamant about using it. I couldn't hear the details, but let's be honest, the lyrics may change a bit, but the dance is always the same. At this point, I had nearly served everyone who was left on my belt, and honestly felt bad for the guy who, at this point, must have been standing there for 10 minutes or more. I managed to catch his eye, smiled, and gestured for him to come over to my till. He smiled back, picked up a couple of his items, and put them on my belt. I only had one customer left before I could serve him. Those are the offers, demands the woman I was serving, pointing at the bakery items. Those are buy two, get one free, I know they are. Sorry, I'm pretty sure those are not the items that they offer. Yes they are, I saw the sign. I know those are the ones on offer. I'll get someone to check for you. A minute passes and I'm informed that her baked goods are in fact not on offer. She doesn't say anything. So that'll be, what about those? I know there's an offer for them. She's now pointing at some other food items. Get someone to check them too, I know they're on offer. I'm only partway through asking someone to now check for another offer when the guy who I had beckoned across mutters something under his breath and just promptly walks out the store, leaving his shopping behind. As he left, I saw the elderly woman still at the till in front of me, now with the manager there too. Even though I knew I was going to have to put his shopping back, I honestly felt for the guy. Oh, and in case anyone was wondering, none of the items the lady had brought to my till were on offer. But let me know, what would you have done in this situation? Man, stories like this give me flashbacks to my battles during my time as a cashier. I always hated when people asked for items at checkout. Because I knew that my management or people on the floor would take forever to get back to me with the item check. It got to the point where I learned the store pretty damn well. And if someone asked for an offer, I would just run out and find it myself. Because I didn't want to wait and the customer was less likely to fight when the cashier themselves went to go do the price check. Glad those times are behind me. I broke my son's action figure while playing with it and blamed his younger brother. My eight-year-old son has a large collection of wrestling action figures, and I've been secretly playing with them when the house has been empty for a few months now. I used to play with wrestling figures as a kid and only gave it up because I felt like I was supposed to. Then a few months ago, I started working from home. During my lunch break, I went into his room for something and got caught up examining his collection. Before I knew it, I was playing with them just as I did as a kid. Now it's become a daily tradition for me. Every lunch break, I go into his room and have a few matches. It's been a great stress relief, and I genuinely love making my own stories just as I did as a kid. Anyways, he has this John Cena figure that he uses all the time, and as it happened, so do I. Hey, it's Cena. Am I seriously not going to have him compete? So today I was using that figure, and in a match, his arm just snapped off. I'm sure I was being careful with it, but I suppose it's just a result of wear and tear. I had hoped that I could get to the store and replace the figure before he noticed, but no such luck. He picked up on it literally the moment he got home. I panicked and blamed it on his six-year-old brother. He brought it up and my wife knows that it doesn't add up. My six-year-old has his own toys and has zero interest in wrestling. On top of that, We always make sure that he eats and does his homework after coming home from school, so playtime for him only starts when my oldest son comes home. So what should I tell her? She suspects it was me, but obviously thinks I just dropped the figure while tidying his room up or something. Do I tell her a half-truth and play along with that version of events? Or do I tell her what really happened and hope she doesn't think of me as some type of man-child? I make plenty of money at work, and I'm pretty well-rounded in all aspects of my life. I just like to let off steam by playing with wrestling action figures. I'm probably gonna tell her. Is that the right move? Update. So it didn't occur to me to post an update, but I basically told my wife what happened almost immediately after I made this post and she laughed her butt off. I haven't seen her laugh like that in a long time and it was the most beautiful sight. I can't believe I ever considered not telling her. She told me that she didn't care what I do to relieve stress and said that, if anything, it makes her love me even more. We agree to replace the Cena figure, tell our oldest that I accidentally broke it when cleaning his room, and then give both kids a nice haul of new toys. She even suggested I start my own collection to avoid this happening again, which is a good idea. We'll all head to the Toy Story tomorrow, so suggestions for cute little figures I can buy for her would be much appreciated. She has no interest in this kind of stuff, but she definitely found it funny. So I love her for that. I also love the input I got here. A few people said the childish thing wasn't playing with toys but lying to my son. You were right anyways peace. but let me know am i the jerk as a man child myself this story is hilarious it sounds like something you would see from a sitcom of a dad playing with his kids toys while at school and then he gets into a bunch of shenanigans when he breaks their favorite one which leads him on a wild goose chase to find the replica this story is just a wholesome accident and i love that the wife laughed at the experience and didn't think he was weird for what he did you would be surprised by how many men actually hide their interest out of fear that their wives or partners will think less of them that's it for today's video if you want to make sure you don't miss out on any content hit that subscribe button and make sure you hit that bell to turn on notifications if you want to finish listening to all those stories use the playlist at the top of the description and if you're someone who live streams and needs copyright free music check out the cream of the crop music by searching cream of the stream on spotify or whatever music platform you choose remember it's free